You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. So, yeah, Woody, it happened right after the show, right after the show yesterday. Now, what am I talking about? Good day, ladies and gentlemen. You have found yourself at the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor, and I'm speaking to my trusted canine co-host, Woody, and I was talking to Woody about what I was, the point I was making on yesterday's show and what happened right after I got off the show. Now, what I was making, the point I was making, we're going to carry this point on today because more things have happened, is that the left, the left is out to harm you if you you supported Donald Trump. If you voted for Donald Trump or you, God forbid, worked for him in any way, shape, or form, you will be hurt, whether that means you're going to lose your job. And remember several people who went to the rally in uh, D.C. on January 6th who, who didn't participate in the mob that attacked the Capitol Hill, as they like to say, uh, were fired when they got back. In fact, let me share one with you. Then I'm going to share this comment that just just proved the point of what I was making yesterday. So this person on Twitter, Mark at Mark Footerman, went on to talk about somebody that he knows. His first tweet was a very talented friend of mine who who interned with at GOP leader and at 20 was one of the highest ranked staffers in the Trump campaign, was just fired from his new job when a client found out he worked for Trump. He now can't afford rent. Still think cancel culture isn't that serious. And Mark did a whole Twitter thread on this. I'll attach it to the show notes in the show today so you can go see this. But what is amazing, what, well, gosh, I guess I shouldn't say amazing, but what proved my point even more so were the comments. The comments from Mark's plea. His plea was to help his friend out and to please, please stop this cancel culture. Just because somebody uh, supported Donald Trump or supported the GOP doesn't mean their life should be ruined. That was Mark's plea, but the left doesn't care. The left wants to ruin your life. Here are some of the replies. This apparently from some comic book writer, uh, David Peepos. I hope I'm saying that wrong. Uh, he put a gif, a gif out there. Good. Uh, another one, the Lady Gray at TW Lady Gray. These are all Twitter accounts. Uh, she quoted, he only supported the Nazis a little bit. You hear that? I mean, and it goes on and on. It sounds like he made some bad choices. And as the party of personal responsibility mandates is doing the right thing by suffering for the rest of his life. This is from a blue stain mark on Twitter, K Thor Jensen at KT Thor Jensen. Listen to what he just said. I'm going to read it again. Sounds like he made some bad choices. And as the party of personal responsibility mandates is doing the right thing by suffering for the rest of his life. Wow. Wow. And, and then it goes on and on. But here, here's to the point. is how, Why do they do this? Here's another tweet from somebody else, by the way. Uh, this is from the Palmer Report, at Palmer Report. This is what they said. It's a tweet they put out. And, and it's Palmer Report, some kind of um, left-wing media outlet, right? Uh, here's the tweet. This is dated June 15th of 2020. June 15th. So this is well before what happened on January 6th here in the United States at the Capitol building. Conservatives cannot, and he, he put that all in caps, the word cannot. Conservatives cannot be teachers 
police officers, doctors, lawyers, coaches, or bosses. It's constitutionally unfair to others who are subjected to the conservatives' deranged judgment. Conservatives can do no menial work until they're ready to join the human race. Do you hear what the left is saying? Now, what they, why are they doing this? How are they like this? Why do they, why do they want to hurt you? It's because you, my dear listener, have been demonized by the left, whether it be through their college professors, whether it be through some teachers, somebody in academia, maybe through their own family, whatever it is, they have desensitized people on the left to hate you and, and, and not worry what happens to you and want you, absolutely want you to be hurt. So right after I got off uh, the show yesterday, after we were done recording, and we went and posted it on YouTube, I noticed I had a comment. And this comment came from Randy Paul. Now, I don't know who Randy Paul is. Randy Paul may have just signed up uh, as a YouTube channel just so he can make this comment on my channel. And it was from one of my shows where I was just talking about what's going on, which is mostly what I do. This is what he wrote. This will tell you, this gets you inside the mind of a leftist and how they can be so absolutely cruel to people and, and revel in and enjoy the fact that people's lives are hurting. That's what they want. They want you. They want me. They want our lives to be destroyed until we come around to their thinking. And even then, it's not going to be good enough because you'll have to go through some reprogramming and then you have to prove yourself to the state that you believe like them. But why? How is it that they can do this? How, how can anyone think like this? How can anyone wish for the pain and suffering of millions upon millions of Americans, fellow Americans? Well, here is how. My dear friend Randy Paul um, gave us the insight. Now, I'm going, uh, Randy Paul's message is um, uh, not showing in the comments because I have to go approve it because it's so vile that even YouTube uh, held it for review. So right now, I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to open it up, and I'm going to let you go to the channel and let you read this. And, you know, I guess I, for Randy, for me, Randy, I pray for you. I pray that you see the humanity in people and not have such hate in your heart. Here's what Randy wrote. Randy wrote, Trump is Satan. You hear that? Randy thinks Trump is Satan. Uh, he wrote, Trump is Satan. Love watching Satan's soldiers fall to her final demise. I guess I'm the Satan soldier in Randy's little blurb. I'm going to read Randy's message to me again. And this again, he put this on my YouTube channel. Trump is Satan. I love watching Satan's soldiers fall to her final demise. This is how they do it. See, they painted you and me as Satan. Who doesn't want to destroy Satan? Who doesn't want Satan to be exiled from the world? See, if they paint you and me as Satan or as Satan's, Satan's soldiers, then it's easy for them to think like this. It's easy for them to want to destroy us, to want us to be exiled, to want us to be hurt, to want us to be murdered. Do you? Do, to get that, I mean, to, uh, when I read that, it was just like, holy crap. And I read it right after I did my show yesterday talking about how the left is vilifying the right, how they want the right to be crushed. 
and they want you and me and all of us who supported Trump in any way, shape, or form to suffer. It's because they look at us as Satan's angels. They look at Trump as Satan. So in order to make their lives better, see, because Satan is the one that's making their lives bad. Satan's the one that's destroying them, making them make the decisions that they make, holding them back. It's all Satan. It's not them. It's not the decisions they make, the beliefs that they hold. No, it's Satan. You, my dear friends, are Satan's soldiers. So therefore, you must be destroyed. And that's how they do it. That's how they can justify it. Because they look at this movement, the right movement, movement on the right, conservatives, by the way. Anybody who supported Trump, they look at them as Satan's soldiers. Are you Satan's soldiers? No, you're not Satan's soldiers. And neither is Randy. I pray for Randy. I pray that he can release the hate in his heart because people like Randy are the ones that will cheer as people on the right are destroyed. And that's horrible. And it's getting more and more prevalent in the left. Here's a story out of Trending Politics. The headline, Hillary Clinton calls for total war on Trump supporters. Uh, the national campaign to make President Trump toxic and demonize all who voted for him as white supremacists and domestic terrorists get a major, got a major boost from Hillary Clinton, the embittered sore loser of 2016 election whose infamous basket of deplorables remark cost her dearly with white voters in the Rust Belt states called for the tracking and censorship of Trump supporters on an ominous signal of the authoritarianism of the incoming Biden regime. So there you go. Hillary Clinton wants to censor and track anyone who supported Trump. Now, let me, let me talk about that just a second, if you supported this president. And now, you know, people think you supported this president because you worship at the feet of Donald Trump. Well, no, no. People supported Donald Trump because they liked what he was doing. I'll tell you my personal story, and I've shared this before. Uh, prior to him running for the presidency of the United States and winning subsequently, I, I did not like the man. I did not like his crass, brass behavior. I, I didn't watch his show, The Apprentice. I didn't buy his book. In fact, my wife, when I first met her and started courting her, I got inside of her car and she had that book on audio, uh, Trump's The Art of the Deal. And I had to bite my lip because I didn't want to say anything because she was very very attractive, uh, downright hot, I might say. And I just wanted to, you know, be on the positive side of this woman's affections. And if I would have started slamming Trump, maybe I wouldn't have been married to her now. So I didn't. I never liked the guy. But then he ran for president, and I didn't vote for him in the primary. I voted for Ted Cruz. But then he won the primary. And you're damn, you're damn skippy I voted for him over Hillary Clinton in a heartbeat without holding my nose. Because I knew what would happen if Hillary Clinton had become the president of the United States. And now we're about to find out what would have happened. But anyway, I digress. And then he became the president of the United States. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I did not like the man. But I sure in hell liked what he was doing for our country. I loved what he, his foreign policy. Do you know the man signed, was it five or six peace deals in the Mideast? Not one Democrat was able to do that. Uh, the economy before China uh, unleashed the coronavirus, the Kung flu on us, was off the charts. 
and yet he was brass and he was crass. Could he have done more to unify people? Absolutely. But you know what? I, I, I mean, like many, maybe we were wrong in this. We like that he was calling out the news media. I did because the news media is part of the problem. But he made powerful enemies and uh, he paid for it and is paying for it dearly. And now those same enemies, they want us to pay for it dearly as well. They want us to suffer. Um, that AOC chick, you know, occasional something cortex, whatever, you know, the, the nitwit up in New York, AOC. Listen to what she just said recently. At Southern states are not red states. They are suppressed states, which means the only way that our country is going to heal is through the actual liberation of Southern states, the actual liberation of the poor, the actual liberation of working people from economic, social, and racial oppression. That's the only way. Did you hear that? That's the only way. If you live in a Southern state, which I do, I live in the uh, state of Georgia, uh, I am suppressed by what? I don't know what the hell I'm suppressed or who I'm suppressed by. I guess it's by, I don't know, the right? I guess that's what she wants to say, because they're not red states. She just said that. In fact, Georgia, hey, we still have a Republican governor, but that'll change in 2022. But we don't have Republican senators anymore. <laughs> they're now Democrat. So is that uh, liberating me? I have to be liberated from a southern state. And isn't it funny that southern states are generally states that have like at will employment, uh, they have a little more freedom. We have to be liberated. Liberated by whom? By her? Southern states. Now, I mentioned this the other day, and I hesitate to mention it, but it's becoming so painfully apparent that there are parallels here between what's happening right now with what I just played for you and 1930s Germany. How did Hitler do it? Well, he demonized people. He demonized full swaths of people, and he found scapegoats. See, we're the scapegoat now. The, Trump is just a scapegoat. Liz Cheney, Republican, just came out in favor of impeachment for Donald Trump. He's going to vote for impeachment. You know, the impeachment process is going on right now. And several or a few Republicans have come on board and said that they are in favor of impeaching the president for what happened on January 6th. They specifically claimed that in the impeachment that it's because he incited the riots. He, he, he encouraged it. He didn't. It never happened. It wasn't in the speech. In fact, the timelines prove that by the time Trump's speech ended, the people, these numbnuts, were already on the Capitol doing what they were doing. So how did he incite the violence when the violence was happening while he was talking? He didn't incite anything. Just like you didn't, just like they didn't, just like I didn't, just like Donald Trump didn't. But they don't mention all summer long, all year long, we've had the BLM Antifa riots, but those don't matter. They, nobody incited those except... Um, I don't know, Kamala Harris, I played that clip yesterday, but we are made to believe that Donald Trump incited the riots, incited the riots, that's what we're made to believe, but you know, Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, that doesn't matter, here's Barack Obama on June 13th of 2000 and, uh, was it six, 2000, 
2008, I believe, they're going to try to, yeah, 2008, they're going to try to scare people. They're going to try to say that Obama is a scary guy. If they bring a knife to a fight, we bring a gun. Because from what I understand, folks in Philly like to a good brawl. I've seen Eagles fan. <laughs> He's so funny, isn't he? And then Kamala Harris, of course. Everyone beware, they're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. They're not going to let up. They should, and they should not let up. That was her on the Stephen Colbert show. But do we hold Colbert accountable for that? We should, apparently, but no, they get away with it because they're, they're on the righteous side because they've demonized the right so much so that, you know what? We deserve it. We're Satan's soldiers. Satan's soldiers need to be destroyed. Satan needs to be destroyed because we're Satan's soldiers. How did Hitler do it? Well, he's doing it, he did it exactly how the left's doing it right now. Look at the number, the millions of people right now that are attacking the right, that want to destroy the right, like that young man that was mentioned in the tweet. But Mark, look at, look at what they've done. He got fired from his job because he went to a rally. And the left comes out and says, oh, it wasn't just a rally. Look at these tweets. He shouldn't have been evil. He shouldn't have been one of Hitler's disciples. Hitler was an extremely gifted orator. This is from reference.com. Hitler was an extremely gifted orator who knew what his audience wanted to hear and how to package it. His appeal was especially strong in a nation torn apart by World War I and the Great Depression. We're, you know, see some parallels there? No, we don't have a war. Donald Trump has kept us out of war. The left doesn't care about that, but we've got this Chinese virus on us, right? And the people are, are torn apart. Our nation is torn apart. From the article, an enormous part of Hitler's appeal was his selection of scapegoats. His first scapegoats were the, nation, were the nations that had punished Germany after World War I. According to the Holocaust Explained, Hitler used his skill of oratory to appeal to the patriotism of the German people by promising to break free of the restrictions of the Treaty of Versailles. Hitler vowed to return Germany to its former glory and to deliver it from the clutches of the Great Depression, which had ravaged the country with famine and unemployment. Now, some will try to say that Trump tried to do that with MAGA, make America great again. Now, Ronald Reagan must have been a Hitler disciple as well, because Ronald Reagan used the term MAGA. But of course, the left actually would agree with that. They would say Reagan was Hitler. Um, Hitler also used Jews as scapegoats, attacking them in fiery speeches, blaming them for the world financial collapse and claiming that they undermined German society from within. And you don't think that the left is doing that now? Listen to Bernie Sanders, what he said uh, back in 2015. This is August of 2015. If we are going to transform America, if we are going to have a government that represents working families and not large campaign donors, we need a political revolution in this country. We need millions of people to stand up and make it clear to the billionaire class they cannot have it all. They are going to start paying their fair share of taxes. Now, Bernie does two things there. Is one, he's got the whole race division there, the billionaire class. 
Notice he didn't say millionaire class, and this is back in 2015. He didn't say millionaire class because by then Bernie was a millionaire because he used to say millionaires and billionaires. But he had to drop the millionaires thing when he kind of reached that threshold himself. But notice what he says, a political revolution. Now, I know, I know what you're saying. You're saying, oh, no, no, he said political revolution. It means voting. It doesn't mean a revolution, revolution, you know. Like Whoopi Goldberg trying to find rape, rape. Yeah, it doesn't mean revolution, revolution. Well, really? Well, let's go to study.com um, and let's get some uh, definitions of revolution. Uh, let's see. Maybe you've heard. Uh, first, let's define and understand the term. Uh, now, please understand we are take, talking about political revolutions here as opposed to, say, an intellectual, social, or technological revolution. So that's what they said. A scientific revolution in the 16th, 17th century and the industrial revolution of the 18th and 19th century are completely different. They were periods in which tremendous advances took place, blah, blah, blah. So a political revolution, let, here is the definition. A political revolution is the forcible removal of a power structure by a group of people and the implementation of a new power structure. Yeah, that's no violence there. Calling for a political revolution, the forcible removal of a power structure. Now, what they like to say about these capital riots, by the way, is that um, they were trying to take over the government. Where no one ever said anything like that during those riots. There was no organized effort to take over anything. People were pissed off. I mean, it's just like uh, the amount of rhetoric coming from the media is. I mean, it's it's actually inciting more and more violence. I mean, and where's the violence? What violence? What are you talking about now? I mean, we saw the capital. It's the left. The left wants to hurt you. And the media is all too helpful, to all too willing to help them do that. Listen, a political revolution is a forcible removal of a power structure. That's what Bernie Sanders was calling for. Look at what Kamala Harris was calling for. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. But yet, yet, the left wants you to believe that Donald Trump incited that riot. They want you to believe that. There are no words that he said, by the way, that said, go riot, go take over the government, get it, you know, all that crap. There's none of that that he said. He actually used the word peaceful. He actually said, let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. He loves Pennsylvania Avenue. But the left, they want to vilify. Because why? Because they believe Donald Trump to be Satan, and they believe you to be Satan's angels. That's what they want their followers to believe. Do you know what they actually believe? The, the left that are in charge? They believe that if they don't crush Donald Trump now, he'll come back stronger and more powerful again. They are putting through these articles of impeachment in order to prevent him from running for office again because they fear him coming back stronger than he was before. They fear that what they are attempting to do now to, to, to suppress you and your belief structure and what Trump was doing to make America great, to make America stronger and more powerful, they fear that he'll come back more powerful than before. And so they must crush him. They must destroy him. Uh, Mitch McConnell has come out and said that he supports uh, the impeachment effort, and not so many words. But now that what that means is that it, there, there's no trial here. 
So the political power structure in our country right now wants to get back to business. And that business is making them wealthy. That's their business. Mitch McConnell doesn't mind being in the minority because then he can broker deals because the left will need him. They'll need his votes. They'll ne- he'll have a few um, s- Republican senators in his pocket that he'll tell them which ones to uh, align with the left at whatever given time. And all of their pockets will be enriched. Mitch McConnell doesn't mind being in the minority party. I talk about the I talked about this a number of shows back, and there was an article written about it that basically it gives him more power because now he's the he's the the deal maker because the left can't do much without two thirds of the Senate. So if they don't have two thirds of the Senate, they don't get absolute power. In order for, in order for the left to have absolute power, they need two thirds of the Senate. So there are several Republican senators right now who are going to become very wealthy being in the minority. That's what they want back, and that's what they feared Trump was taking away from them because he was. They had a right to fear that. So they don't want that. They want it to go back to business so they can enrich themselves. And you, my dear plebes, will be given just enough to live your lives comfortably because you like comfort. Nobody wants discomfort. Trump disrupted all that. He brought discomfort to the political party, to the political leaders, and they didn't like it. McConnell went along with it as much as he could, but now he doesn't have to. Now he's all for impeachment. Now here's the thing about the impeachment. It doesn't matter what they impeach him for. It doesn't matter. There's no trial. Oh, yeah, I know, I know you're saying, you know, it goes to trial. What happens is it goes to the Senate for trial. No, it doesn't. There is no trial here. It'll go before the House will vote on it. Pelosi has the votes. The Democrats have the votes, and they have a couple of Republican votes. And they're going to vote, and he will be impeached. Then it goes to the Senate where he will be convicted. No, he won't be acquitted. He will be convicted because they have the votes. It has nothing to do with a trial. They can say that Trump left the seat up on the toilet and we're impeaching him for it. And you could say all you want to, you're blue in the face. That's unconstitutional. That's not right. It's not. It is not right. And it is unconstitutional because it's not high crimes and misdemeanors. They'll invent it. They're going to invent that he incited. They're already inventing it. He incited the riot that caused these deaths. That's what they're going to impeach him for. But he didn't. He, he can't. In, in America, that, that is free speech. He is the president of the United States. He is also entitled to free speech. This wasn't a case of him yelling fire in a crowded theater and people panicked and ran. It didn't happen. He didn't yell fire. You could try to twist it all you want to say he incited this violence, but he did not. Words matter, ladies and gentlemen. Read the speech. But it doesn't matter because they have the votes in the House. And they have the votes in the Senate. And like I said, he could, be, he could be impeached for leaving the toilet seat up or peeing on the edge and not cleaning it up. And he is going to be convicted. The Republicans have no spine. Now, here's the part. This is tearing the country apart, and they don't care. See, they know they're useful idiots down on the left. They're going to call me Satan's angels because they've already painted Trump as Satan. So you who support Trump, you're Satan's angels and you must be destroyed. Trump must be destroyed. That's how they think. That's how they, that's what they believe. And you being Satan's angels, you must be destroyed along with them. And it's going to go on and on. Uh, Here's an article that uh, YouTube has banned Trump. Uh, they, YouTube suspends Trump. Uh, here's another article where let's uh, some DC attorney, the D- District DC Attorney General, looking into arresting Trump. 
So he's looking into arresting Donald Trump. District Attorney of General uh, Carl Rison, Rison, however you say his name. Uh, how, how about just uh, uh, asshole, uh, Carl Asshole, has declared that he is considering arresting President Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani, and U.S. Rep. Mo Brooks with inciting the violent invasion of the U.S. Capitol. He notes. He noted that while the Justice Department does not believe you can charge a sitting president, he can do so in a matter of days. Ironically, I believe Trump can be indicted immediately as a constitutional matter, but that his prosecution would ultimately collapse on free speech grounds. This is from Jonathan Turley at jonathanturley.org, his own website, known lawyer. But here's where we are. So. The left has used the riots on January 6th to come at you, to come after us. And they're not going to stop. I mentioned this on the show the other day. This, all this was a catalyst for them. There were riots and uh, people killed all through this year because of the BLM Antifa riots. And now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this is it. This is the one. This is the one that gets the, the Republicans to turn. This is the one for the Democrats to go, see, I told you so. No, it's not. It's just an excuse. You know, the, the deaths that happened on January 6th are tragic. There's no doubt. Uh, they report, I think it's five deaths. Um, let's see if I can remember the young lady, Ashley Babbitt, who crawled through the window, was tragically shot by that uh, Capitol Police officer. Just horrible. I mean, but she bears some of that responsibility. Please don't come at me, bro, for saying that. But, she, you know, I, I, I understand her passion. I played it on this show from her previous tweets. But, you know, it was a tragic mistake that I wish never happened. I don't think she should have been shot. I think that was taking it too far. I think that was taking, um, uh, what's that term that police use all the time? Forget. Uh, <clears throat> Anyway, shooting her, I thought, from that officer, it was just horrible. I don't believe anything will even happen to him, by the way. He's off of uh, duty. He's put on desk duty. He has no police responsibilities until an investigation is complete. Will we even hear about it? We don't even know his name. Then you heard of the other police officer that the left is trying to have you believe was bludgeoned over the head with a fire extinguisher and died from those wounds. We don't know that. There, there's so much misinformation about what happened to that officer. I think Sidekick is his name or Snick Kick. Anyway, he, um, he, he allegedly died of a blood clot in his brain. This was from his family. That's been, you read between the lines, you start reading some of the reporting, you'll see, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. He was at the riot and allegedly beat over the head with a fire extinguisher, but somehow went back to his command post and that's where he collapsed. Well, why didn't he get, in, in the one article I read, made it seem like he was bludgeoned there and they, then he went back to the office? I don't think they're telling the whole story there. I, 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 I'm... I mourn his death for his family. He was a patriot, by the way. He was a Trump supporter. So I guess if I call him a patriot, I'm calling him a QAnon or a white supremacist. So I apologize for that. I don't want to. I don't want to misalign this individual who tragically died on January 6. But uh, he was a Trump supporter, and the media wants us to believe that other Trump supporters bludgeoned him on the head with a fire extinguisher. And there's no video of it, by the way. There, there is some video out there. 
but it doesn't show that it's just there's no proof of it we don't know and we should know we should but this is the media their media are flaming it because you you have to be painted as satan's soldiers so you can be vilified and hurt and trump has to be painted as satan and what a great way to do it you use this this riot what happened january 6th and then two other people died of other illnesses heart attacks stroke not because of anything other than they, they were there and that's when their condition collapsed on them and then tragically a gentleman who was um caught he was in he was arrested in the capitol hill riots he he's out of the state of georgia he went home and tragically committed suicide it's christopher stanton georgia he died of suicide at his home on saturday and nbc affiliate 11 live reported tuesday uh, he reportedly had a gunshot wound to his chest and uh if you read an article by the sun that british paper it's just horrible how they vilified this man and i won't read it and i won't get into it and i won't post it but they made it seem the, the things that they said about him were, and they even brought up an ex-wife. The left are out to do damage to you. They want you in pain if you supported this president. They want you hurt. You shouldn't have a job anymore if you supported Donald Trump. So if you voted for Donald Trump, you shouldn't have a job. You shouldn't have a house. You shouldn't have a family. You should be made to feel pain. Now, there are a lot of um, so-called conservative pundits now out there who are taking the middle of the road of this. And you know why they're doing that? Because they don't want to lose their audience. They're afraid of that. They're afraid that their audience members will, will uh, run away their wishy-washy uh, left of center audience members. Because if you get on, if you stay on the Trump train, then you, you are Satan's soldier, and you must be made to feel pain. Just damn shame. It's 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 like one of those things where you just like you're so frustrated. What do you do? What do you do? Well, let's talk about that. What do you do? I mentioned this on the show yesterday. You need to protect yourself and protect your family. That is first and foremost. Protect yourself and protect your family. In so much that order, because you got if you can't protect yourself, you can't protect your family. And right now, your your most important thing in your life is protecting yourself and your family. You have to make decisions based on what is right for you and your family. Um, and you know what? Associating with the far left was a bad decision. Having um, you know, maybe maybe telling people your political provisions. I mean, I hate to say hide it, but choose wisely who you are speaking with. Contro you know, control your conversations, control your environment. Choose wisely, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let people suck you into what happened on January 9th at the Capitol. There were good people in that crowd oh look at me did i just hey the good people on both sides no i didn't didn't do that i said there were good people in that crowd that got sucked into the melee and they're hurting their 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 lives are being destroyed because they got sucked into the melee that happened january 9th there were good people that most likely were inside the capitol who just went in there because hey they everybody was going in there don't follow the crowd Follow your heart, follow your conscience, follow your logic. Don't follow the crowd. 
we are in for a very rough ride if you are a conservative. Now, if you are a conservative, stay steadfast. Don't give up your principles. Don't give up your ideals. Now, we will come back. That is a guarantee because that's how life is. There's no, there, there's no end in sight to conservatism. What there is is there's a fight in front of us. And I'm not saying a fight for rhetoric. No, no, don't go in the streets. Don't grab your muskets and head out to fight. No. What we have to do right now, and I mentioned this on the show yesterday as well, is we've got to start laying the groundworks for legitimate elections. Yes, I said legitimate. No, I don't believe the last one was a legitimate election. Yes, I believe there was fraud. Yes, I believe the Democrats tampered with it. Yes, I believe there were shenanigans. We have to set things up in place to offset those shenanigans, one being this uh, mail-in ballots. Now, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, has come out and said that he wants somehow, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, that you have to show proof of ID for mail-in ballots. That's a start. That's what we need to do. So I'll give Brian Kemp some praise for that because that's what we need to do. What we need to do now, moving forward, is protect the integrity of our elections. And the way you do that is you start working with your state legislatures. Unfortunately, mine is a Democrat. I'm not going to get anywhere with that. But remember... Republicans control the state legislatures across the country. Republicans have more power in the state legislatures than the Democrats want us to have. And I'm not a Republican, by the way, when I say us, I'm a conservative. But the Democrats know this, and this is another reason why they're so pissed off, is because they didn't, get, they didn't win the state legislatures. They need the state legislatures, and they need two-thirds in the Senate if they want to amend the Constitution. And they're already trying, by the way. Uh, they already put some... Um, amendment up there to amend the constitution with regards to the electoral college it'll go nowhere because they don't have here it is house j resolution 14 proposing an amendment to the constitution of the united states to abolish the electoral college and to provide for the direct election of the president and vice president of the united states you know exactly now where they're going by them doing this putting this move up there it, it can't go anywhere because they won't they do not have two-thirds of the senate unless even more republicans came so they got to get like 66 senators to vote for this, and they're not going to get that many. They may come close. That's the scary part. And then they need two-thirds of the legislatures, too. Then once it – by the way, they need two-thirds in the Senate. Then it goes to be ratified by the states. They don't have that, but they're testing it. This is a test. This is a test to see how far they can get. And once they see how far they can get, they'll know how far they need to go. That's what we have to fight for. So if you are in an area where your legislature is a Republican, you need to reach out to them, the email, phone call, and say, watch out for this. I don't, I don't approve of changing the Constitution of the United States. And if you still have a Republican senator, reach out to them and say, I, I, I want you to reject uh, H.J. Resolution 14, the amendment to the Constitution for the Electoral College. We need to get out there in front of this one. This is it right here. This is their test, this resolution to amend the Constitution of the Electoral College. Again, they know it'll fail. The reason they're putting this up is they need to see how far they can get so they know how far they can go or they need to go because they need two-thirds. Mark my words, ladies and gentlemen. The left know what they're doing. They are playing a long game. They are purposefully demonizing you so the people that follow them will look at you as satan's soldiers so they don't care what happens to you 
and they were de- they were continually demonizing Trump, make playing him, making him see or painting him as Satan. So again, so you are Satan's soldiers because you need to be you need to be oppressed, you need to be suppressed, you need to be pushed down. That's what AOC tells you. You in the South, me, I'm I'm being oppressed by whatever the hell she thinks I'm being oppressed. I need to be liberated. It's madness, madness. All right, thanks for listening to this segment of the PBL Podcast, or episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Woody and I will be back, of course, with more of the left's madness. And uh, I think we're going to start delving into the media and their hypocrisy because it's it's running amok right now so there's a target rich audience right there but we've got uh, to get through january 20th with the inauguration of the uh cheese sliding off the cracker biden and uh, then things will really start looking interesting once they get that out of the way and of course once trump is out of office uh, they'll still try to attack him, by the way, because I, I mentioned this yesterday as well. They will go after everything he has, and they don't care if you have to suffer for it as well. Thanks again for listening to this episode of PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. <laughs>